Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Giving someone the honor of entering your life should not be taken lightly. And a statement like that would even be seen as, who do you think you are? I think I'm a bad B. There we go. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt, put it on a mug. As I've learned more about how beautiful relationships can be, but also how powerful they can be, more than being scared of being lonely, I'm scared to get it wrong. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney, and we're your online big sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth, and development of a community of sisters across the world. In today's conversation, we're talking patriarchy, <laughs> pressure to get married, and the reality of dating as ambitious working babes in the 21st century. A moment of silence. For the wonderful tune that goes kind of something like this. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. <laughs> when will you marry? Will it be this year? Or will you be single forever? Jesus. That is the question. <laughs> that is the question. So when will you marry? Oh, <laughs> that was a real question. Damn. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well, today's episode, we wanted to discuss as two young working babes um just navigating through adulting one of the questions my mom has decided to ring in my ear Mm. is when will you marry literally that is the question that i get asked so where where is the man (laughs) let's hop straight into it (laughs) where is your husband (laughs) yeah as courtney was saying i think a lot of us well at least myself and courtney have gone to the age where you know our aunties and uncles and older relatives as well as our mothers and wow we're getting it from all sides (laughs) are asking us you know when are you gonna settle down yeah when are you gonna have kids and it's funny how these kind of questions are coming now and coming still actually given you know our track record some of the things that we've achieved some of the things that we want to achieve and I think a good place to start it's a big question mind you is how do you think that patriarchy has impacted the way that your community so your family your friends perceive you as a woman Mm. and your relationships with a significant other. Right, right. So I think it's kind of that traditional perspective Mm. of, you know, both my parents are Ghanaian immigrants, whoop, whoop. And the the thing that... (laughs) Get out. (laughs) (laughs) The thing thing that um, you get most times is, you know, women, the traditional view Mm. in most communities is women get married and that's where your significance comes from and also that's where your use comes into play Mm, you know mm, your mm. household responsibilities and your ability to fulfill them yeah with the pinnacle of that being your own household and and being the the mother in a household or the wife in a household Mm. that is oftentimes the 
ideal trajectory and trophy yep. for a daughter. Yep. Um, it is the mark of I've raised my daughter right, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah your degrees are great but they all contribute to you being a better wife your your prayer life is great but it's so that you could be a better mother like everything is in relation Mm. to you getting married yeah and that's when life starts yeah you know life starts when you get married and i get it i think i mean i do want to get married i do Mm. see that in my life yeah but i think the issue is oftentimes your value is so attached to marriage and its indication of your worthiness Mm. and your significance and Mm. your accomplishment um as a woman and your achievement of womanhood yeah like womanhood is not initiated until someone puts a ring on your finger and recognizes it you you know the he who finds a wife thing you know Mm -hmm. until someone finds you as a wife you're not really a woman i remember a funny story i I attended a church once uh, visiting a church and um at the end i was visiting with friends and my Mm -hmm. friends were the ones who went to the church so at the end they had a women's meeting yeah and my friends were obviously a part of the church so they went to the meeting and i had to sit there with them because they're my friends and the i guess the leader of the women's ministry in the church Mm -hmm. she um or this women group in the church she said you know we're holding a uh baby shower for this person and i'm aware that everybody is not in the group chat so if you are a woman please can you give me your number at the end of this meeting so the one one young lady who was new to the church put her hand up and she said um i'm not a part of the chat can i please give you my number Mm -hmm. and she looked and she said she fully said you look really young and she was like yeah i am i'm like early 20s and she said oh but this is for like the women and she was like yeah and she was like are you married wow and obviously the the lady's response was no i'm not married and she said see me see me after the meeting and the insinuation was the women's group and the women's ministry is for married women Women. and until you're a married woman your use basically and it was just very indicative of Mm. oftentimes what we experience in our cultures you know that the i've had many family members who haven't married until maybe early 30 Mm. and they are often faced with this pressure of we don't really know how to treat you you're kind of still a young child even though you're hanging in the balance and it's it's a sign that there may be something wrong with you. You Little have these, spinster you. yeah, you know your your goals are kind of seen as misaligned. Yeah, You're seen, yeah. and I'm I've had this thrown All at me time. so many times. You know, yeah. don't let feminism ruin you. Oh. Don't let don't let being brought up in the West yeah. and don't let these cultural ideals that yeah. you've learned by going to school yeah. ruin you. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and that that's how patriarchy comes into play with this. You know, yeah. I've I've we've both got several different achievements but my mom's pressing worry when she calls me to check in on me is have you (laughs) have you started thinking about when (laughs) where is your man (laughs) you're really coming with the serenades today (laughs) (laughs) but yeah her primary concern well i guess she cares about my well-being but Mm. my well-being is linked to when will you yeah you you know have you are you concerned about this Mm. as much as i am (laughs) concerned (laughs) and what's so interesting is i'm 23 you know and i remember i had a conversation with her the other day and she was like you know i'm just thinking this is the ideal time because you know you're Mm -hmm. young and reproduction and all of that and i'm thinking wow i'm just trying to pay my bills on time i mean but yeah how about you 
Oh, Courtney, I think you touched on so many. I think we have so many similarities in mm. so far as like being brought up in a household that really is rooted in patriarchy. Right. Um, <laughs> Go and I there think today. What we share both kind of like individually is a natural flair for rebelliousness. Mm. So for me, I really disliked being told that you know my worth was attributed to how well i could please a man right or please anyone else for that matter but specifically a man and the whole thing that you were saying about you know womanhood being defined as how well you can you know submit to a man or be with a man or catch a man and the prize is always getting the man and building the family and it's literally entrenched in some of our cultural things like the things that we do girls are always taught to play house and when you are specifically an older daughter as well you're often looked at as, you know, mini mum. You're the second mum. You know, the second mother, you know. You're out here cooking for your siblings yeah. and you specifically your male siblings will be out here being babied <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And for me, it was very frustrating because I, I tend to err towards egalitarianism a little right. bit insofar as I think the basic stuff, right, cooking, cleaning, that should be shared. I don't understand why... Not only is my, I mean, these (laughs) essentials for human living, you cannot do. And it's not even that you cannot do it, but the expectation is that my worth as a woman is how well I can fulfill your basic essential needs that you cannot do yourself. Yeah. I think that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever like come across in my entire life. Yeah. And as you said, you know, we've both been through so many different experiences. We've had, you know, lots of achievements and we are by all means extremely ambitious and the fact that you know family members or just like our wider community is still looking at us like well when are you gonna get married yeah like oh are you gonna find a man yeah and then there's the also added element of if you are somebody that is entrepreneurial or somebody Mm. that is academically bright or you're shining in a particular Mm. element that's outside and beyond domesticity right suddenly you become a threat so it's not even just about about when will you marry but there's also this element of Okay, don't do too much. It's great that you're doing these things, but don't do too much because you're Wait. going to outshine your husband who is not even suitors. in the picture. He's your suitors, yeah? <laughs> He's not even in the picture yet. But you need to chill on all the things that you believe you're called to do and all the things that you yeah. love doing because you don't want to be taking up the position of a man. Come on. And my response to that has always been, well, he's going to need to level up. Like, I don't understand. I don't get why I have to limit myself and my dreams and my ambitions and my potential for a man who hasn't even stepped into the picture yet. And if he's not able to level up with me, then should he be with me in the first place? You've hit the nail on the head. Ridiculous. You've hit the absolute nail on the head because oftentimes that word submission, which is central to a lot of faiths, but also a lot of traditions and a lot of cultures, is a synonym for inferiority. Yep. And I think the the issue isn't about inferiority or superiority, but it's about complementary strengths. And as Mm -mm -mm. somebody who is building a legacy, not just for me, but my family and my future family, and also for my husband as well, the issue is why do I have to play it down so Mm. that he can feel like a man? Actually, me playing it down will not allow me to even function properly as a partner mm. because I'm not bringing, I'm not giving you my best. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not even just as a partner, but as a human being with their own destiny and their own purpose and their own talents and calling, what does playing it down do for anyone? Mm. 
And I think there's this emphasis on doing everything for everyone else at your own expense, at the expense of your own satisfaction, at the expense of your own joy. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I've heard that exact same thing, you know, you're, you're making money now. You're like, even with postgrad, you're always told, get a master's, don't get a PhD until you're married because that is going to be intimidating. And there's always that air of intimidation that that word often basically is what people are alluding to. Mm-hmm. You're intimidating to somebody. And I think your response is perfect. Everyone has the opportunity to level up. Yep. I've done it. You could do it too. And the issue is I'm not going to follow someone. <laughs> No, because oftentimes people frame it as this is going to sound like man bashing or whatever, (laughs) that being a man like that X, that X, Y chromosome Mm. is God's gift. Like it's it. That's the special source. Right. Mate. The issue isn't that. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that, Mm -hmm. that does that, that doesn't mean much at all. Yep. The issue is actually you're a human being just like me, right? We'd, we may be different yeah. in other fun, fundamental biological ways, whatever, mm-hmm. but we're all here trying to achieve something and accomplish something. And at the end of the day, oftentimes it's painted then that a woman simply having a man, it's not. it doesn't matter what that man has achieved or what that man has done, mm. that man himself is the prize. That man himself is the trophy, Right. No matter what his accomplishments are, no matter what his character is, no matter how he treats you, him simply being there and you having misses at the Mm -hmm. front of your full name and Mm -hmm. changing your surname Mm -hmm. is the trophy. And that's a really, really big issue. And I think a a lot of us have seen abuse. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have seen maltreatment, mind games, infidelity what else just so many multiple things like not living up to responsibility for that single simple premise of well at least you're married (sighs) do you know i i I read a study that said something like women's average happiness the level of happiness decreases when they get married compared to men's which shoots up and i was just (laughs) thinking wow like and by the way, I mean, quick disclaimer, we love men. Oh, like, yeah. We, we want to get married. We <laughs> love marriage as an institution as well as a relationship, just in case, you know, people listening, thinking <laughs> that we're, we're out here doing too much. But I mean, there's just so much to be said about what you just said, Courtney, insofar mm. as, you know, thinking about the role of a male and a, and a female yeah. in a marriage, in a relationship. Um, for me, I also take issue with the fact that as women our like thinking about like you know the 21st century now a lot of women are getting super educated right they're doing like really really big things they're making money and patriarchy has painted a picture in which men's function is to provide right now we're getting into an awkward place where women are now providing for themselves Mm. so at least for me in terms of like a big part of the way that patriarchy was fed to me and like I grew up was that men are providers, women can't really provide for themselves. Right. There's a sense of dependency. Right. So insofar as kind of like abuse, maltreatment, infidelity, 
a lot of the things that I had seen were allowed to run because the woman was dependent on the man. Right. Now we're getting into a place where, at least in my life and what I've seen Mm -hmm. recently, whereby women are starting to be a bit more dependent, Mm -hmm. independent, sorry. They've got their own things. Mm -hmm. They're not depending on a man for the material things. Right. So now there's a lot more emphasis on, well, have you healed from your trauma? Do you have psychological issues that need to be dealt with? Are you able to provide for me in an emotional manner as well as a material manner? And I think we need to, at least for me, I like to see relationships as a partnership, a real partnership where, as you were saying, we need to be complementing each other. It's not about me depending on you for X amount with no reciprocation or, you know, for you to carry the title of provider. Right. And this is not to say that I don't want a man that's not a provider. Right. Like I'm happy, like you do your whole head honcho <laughs> stuff and say, yeah, I'm, I'm a pay for all the dates and I'm right. gonna take care of this and stuff like that. But one thing that I want to make very, very clear and I have made clear in my relationships is you're not my material provider. Right. And I think as women, we really need to get comfortable with that level of independence insofar as we can actually buy our own things we don't need to be financially dependent we don't need to be material materially dependent it's a partnership right um and it's just so sad to see like i know the culture right now is like you know silly girls take all his money (laughs) get my birkin bag all that kind of all that kind of cute stuff but understand that these things are additions right and not at least for me i don't think that these should be the foundations of a relationship because it's so unhealthy to go into a relationship and expect a man to provide like anecdote. But like, I like, I really, really dislike for me personally, the pressure that men put themselves under as well as sometimes women when it comes to paying for things, knowing that, you know, we're in our early twenties, not everyone has it made. Why are you busting your backside to buy me things you can't afford because you want to uphold this unhealthy patriarchal nuisance facts why like your bank account is screaming you're in overdraft yeah you are stressed every time we go out on a date because your card might decline or even worse you're now in criminal activity (laughs) speak on it actually speak a lot of young men face this pressure to do things which if we really take a step back and think about it, mm. it's not normal for our age it's not. and it's not normal for our backgrounds to buy somebody something that is worth thousands or hundreds of pounds. When you don't even have a full-time job, you actually have student debt. Like you're, hey. and you have no credit <laughs> score. So God. where do you then have the capacity to live a lifestyle which people who have actual positive net worths don't buy for themselves and their family yeah. right yeah. and it's because in, in this generation where it's kind of like your material assets is not only a sign of your self-worth but it's also a sign of how much people value you mm, right mm-hmm. if i can gift you something that's worth you know a thousand pounds it shows that i value you so much right and that's the pressure a lot of people are are put under forgetting that that's really not what it's all about Mm. and i i don't and it's what you're saying you know it's not about being a provider and it's not about you know being a protector and all these kind of traditional words it's about an unhealthy dependence yeah and 
it's not beneficial, like you said, for either party, because a lot of men fall into this cycle of, well, now you've got to have the latest clothes. You've got Mm -hmm. to have the latest shoes. Mm -hmm. You've got to go out and pop bottles with your boys and you have to be at a VIP table if you do that. Or you've got to have the nicest watch or you have to. And and with all those amassing pressures of taking this girl to this restaurant or you're a bum, do you get what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's not about doing things within your budget anymore. So if somebody does approach you, like, you know, sell this drug or go and get, steal this or do that, you end up falling into it because of all these pressures of wanting to be accepted mm. by your peers and by um, the people you you know you, you are trying to date. Yeah, and you fall into a lot more trouble than you need to trying to keep up appearances, which actually shouldn't be an expectation of you. Nope. At that age, it's really so, pr- and it's the same thing that we see with the reverse with women and huge amounts of surgery and feeling this pressure to look Mm. a way that they don't need to look because they feel like well that's what's going to give me this kind of social it's not even social capital it's social media capital right it's this ability to engage with people on a very superficial level Mm. that at least opens the door for them to engage with me and hopefully look into me deeper Mm. and that's very scary it's really scary the fact that you would Oh, even on the surgery point, right? I feel like with there's also the optical element, right? Right. There's so many optical elements yes. when, when it comes to these things as well. Like, oh, you know, um, I want to, as a wife, what is a wife supposed to look like? Yes. And a husband, a husband supposed to be, you know, tall and strong and all these kind of things. And the woman's meant to be petite and right, um, sweet and all these yeah. kind of things. And I'm not gonna lie to you, like certain times if I'm tired and it's you know early in the morning, I will bark at you. <laughs> Right, okay i didn't know you were going to say bark (laughs) (laughs) like um like this whole even ideas of femininity and keeping yourself for a man as opposed to keeping yourself for you and you know tapping into whatever feminine energy looks like for you right just for yourself yes it's always it's always about the male gaze right like how do i look to a man how do i feel to a man and all these kind of good good things allegedly (laughs) and it's really frustrating because i think that sometimes that can stifle your individuality as a human being this pressure of you know i gotta look good yeah smell good for this guy but not for yourself yeah and i think when as women we are cultured and coached into a product Mm. as opposed to becoming a person we lose everything like we're literally products that's what that's what patriarchy does it creates products for men to consume go there and the funny thing is uh, like it's such a catch-22 because even in speaking about things like materialism and the the pressure that men are under a lot of these institutions and these pressures are created by men yes so it's kind of like oh i feel for you but at the same time you're actively reinforcing it yes when they turn and say you know girls are gold diggers because they want a man that you know is a provider and da 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 a narrative that we were taught by you i mean like what what did you want us to do with that like or when you know there's complaints about oh um i don't understand why girls don't like me because i don't look a certain way right well for thousands of years girls have done the absolute most to look presentable to men right are you shocked that they want their counterpart to, <laughs> to adhere to these same standards like i just i don't get it yeah and then even when we get into conversation about standards right, right. we already spoke about you know this whole element of being intimidating when you want to do things that are a bit too you know out there or like you know all that kind of stuff when it now comes to the actual 
dating dating yeah let's 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 talk about that a little bit you know <laughs> let's let's talk about our experiences our foray wow. into the dating world and all that <laughs> exciting and um that is very interesting great stuff you um, know what's you know what's funny like on the back of what you said because i think and I, it links into this i for a bit of context and i've talked about this like on my youtube channel for example i've mm. had many many um interesting encounters <laughs> you've had the funniest <laughs> encounters i have Courtney. very very interesting <laughs> tales to tell of um interesting boyfriends and exes and <laughs> dates um and i haven't actually dated anyone for nearly five years right i've been mm. single and i i started off that very intentionally and now yeah. i'm kind of tailing back into okay i want to get back into the dating scene but that five-year period has allowed for me to really challenge my fantasies mm. and my like you said these optical elements of this is what a relationship should be this is what a man should be yeah. and oftentimes we forget like we're in this framework of a capitalist society a patriarchal society which teaches you like you said to consume yep and i think you have to unlearn constantly how to not see people as a product yep. that is for your own satisfaction mm. and instead see them as the human being that they are yep and that f- five years of singleness is exactly what i had to like that's exactly what i had to learn during that season um in terms of actually dating it's funny because I think it's easy to want people to fit into your expectations Mm. rather than realizing that you're actually coming into somebody's life at a point where they are also dealing with their history, their challenges, their trauma, their experiences, good or bad. Mm. And they're not there just to satisfy you. Their entire existence is not just for you. You know, we kind of have this mentality of, somebody who was made perfectly for me yeah their entire purpose in this life actually isn't just for you they they don't exist purely in relation to you yeah. they haven't been sitting around waiting their whole life just for you to come <laughs> they and they shouldn't be living their entire life for you either mm. and i think coming into somebody's life as um, a girlfriend or a wife or whatever it makes you realize that actually I just want to see you for, it's going to sound so mushy, but oh, I just, here we go, Courtney. <laughs> I just want to see you for the human being that you are. Mm. I want to understand your challenges and I want to help you make it through that. Yep. Right. And I, I want to build something with you as a partner, like yep. you said, yep. and that's not something you can do when everyone's life and body and, and money and everything is mm. down to your own consumption, yep. you know, cause that's how you end up abusing people. Yep. When you start to think that their sole purpose is your fulfillment, your fulfillment, mm. that's not true. And you need to get out that self-centered mindset. Yep. And that comes when you interact with other people that are not just your, exactly (laughs) like when, and I've learned to even with our friendship, Mm. this is somebody who has their own life. Renee is someone who has her own life. I can't, you know, I don't like what you did. Like, I don't like that. This is the direction your life is going in. If that's the path you're meant to be going in, then that's what it is. What's beautiful is that we can do these journeys together Mm it doesn't necessarily mean you're standing on top of my head and I need to carry you everywhere that I go. We're standing side by side. Knock, knock, Courtney, it's me again. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's what relationships have taught me. In Mm. terms of 
though okay away from we've been talking very very uh mushy stuff for a while yeah in terms of the gritty gritty dating scene it's blitz out here it's actually (laughs) (laughs) she said blitz and you know what it is i think for me vulnerable moment i have always been considered a mature person for Mm, my age mm. you can you can hear it in this podcast Mm. even the tone of my voice is like this girl's not 23 right my structure everything (laughs) my structure everything it's not that so for me i've always been kind of interestingly drawn to people older than me Mm -hmm. not in a creepy way but just in the sense of (laughs) 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 but just in the sense of people a couple of years older than me maybe in Mm. the, the next season of their life um and it's been tough because where am i gonna meet them now like my peers are my age Mm. i work by myself and the industry i work with in is full of women yeah yeah so where am i gonna meet this man (laughs) (laughs) hello are you out there (laughs) how about yourself the dating scene okay um it's been interesting Mm -hmm. it's been it's been an an interesting time (laughs) um i think i definitely suffered from a bout of the whole you know trying to make myself seem smaller okay trying to make men feel a bit less intimidated because you know when you meet a guy and like you start talking and stuff like that oh let me even tell a short anecdote (laughs) i remember meeting a guy we went to like a a bar for like a celebration or something like that And I met a guy and we were vibes in, we were dancing, all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, he's kind of cute too, you know, yeah. attractive. <laughs> and we were talking. And at the time I was doing my undergrad at Oxford. And this guy was like to me, okay, so like, what like, what do you do? Right. Where do you go? I was like, oh, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm studying. I'm <laughs> students. It's like, oh, but where? It's like, you know, a university. Yeah, you never want to say. You never want to say it. And then he was like, okay, but what university? I said, oh, I go to Oxford. It was almost as if the lights went out <laughs> in this man's eyes. Like I literally, I couldn't believe. It's like, oh, you go to Oxford? Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I go to Oxford. And he was like, oh, well, that's great. So really smart, huh? <laughs> great. I was just like, yeah, oh, yeah. And the God. conversation petered out. Like I, <laughs> when I say it was just so dry, it was you know them them things that roll across the screen when, when <laughs> tumbleweed. <laughs> tumbleweed was rolling across our screen. <laughs> And the FBI agent in my phone was probably dead freezing because it was just so bad. (laughs) And that wasn't the only experience that I've had of that where your background precedes you. Right. And it got a little bit worse that when I went to Harvard. I can imagine. I was like, oh, so tell me about your (laughs) your background. It's like, oh, this is what I've done. You know, nothing serious. Right. Um. And yeah, there's that experience. But then there's also the opposite experience where a lot of people see you as a product to be consumed. So we've spoken about this um, earlier, but for me, it was always, oh, Renee seems like the kind of person that I would want to be with and build with. And like, I want to consume her because she seems like this amazing person. And like, I can take her home and present her to my family as somebody that's an upstanding member of the community. And now I can't banter. I can't send you memes because you think <laughs> I've now got I a can't brand banter with you. I can't chill. That's the thing. People see like Renee and the things that she's done yes. as opposed to Renee who she is. Yes. And that can be really, really frustrating because it's like, again, I'm not something to just be consumed. Yeah. I'm here to grow. Like you've even met me at a point at which 
I'm just starting my journey. Right. I've not finished my journey. Right. And a lot of guys that I've interacted with tend to look at me as someone whose journey has like, she's, she's made, she's, she's done. done. I'm like, no, if you're intimidated now, just <laughs> get ready. We're on a get roller coaster. A you know, get a ventilator because <laughs> I'm not done yet. Honestly. And it's just, yeah, it's been an interesting experience mm. for me. Like, I'm extremely picky when it comes to like dating yeah. and stuff like that. As you Courtney, should be. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney knows a couple of my <laughs> interesting forays and escapades. Oh, God. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for experience. <laughs> Thank God for experience, which have been fun. And there's definitely been times where like, I'll be like, oh, Courtney, I really like this guy. And Courtney will just be like, oh, Renee, I'm not really sure. <laughs> this, this guy is a bit. <laughs> I don't like this one. <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh i remember there was one the one guy that you met oh yeah and it was <laughs> it was on facetime and afterwards courtney was just like oh, renee this one is not like <laughs> oh wow i sound so judgmental <laughs> oh no but that, it's great that you were pulling me up on it because sometimes at, at that time i was definitely doing the whole like trying to make myself small Play and that small. kind of stuff and you just saw straight through it you were just yeah. like courtney I mean, um, you were just like, Renee, what is this? Yeah. Why are you entertaining this man yeah. and this rubbish? Because you're definitely lowering the own, the standards that you have for yourself. Mm. And this is not to sound like super big headed and to come across as like, you know, somebody that is, oh, I want a guy that does X, this, X, X, X or fulfills X, X, X. But it's more so understanding your worth as an individual and understanding the kind of person that you want to build with. Yes. Not wanting you know a guy that fulfills a specific list yeah but a guy that has capacity to grow and build with you as you right. said courtney so yeah yeah the dating scene is really um interesting isn't it oh it is <laughs> I, and i think you've you actually just said something really important because finding somebody who you want to build with and the actual characteristics no one's saying you you won't have to compromise mm. because like we said no one feel, uh, fits into these um, kind of I guess you could call them archetypes that yeah. we set up for people in our heads because a lot of us fall in love with fantasies mm. and a lot of us get committed to fantasies before actual people right yep. the problem in patriarchy like this <laughs> this patriarchal system is oftentimes when you just have a practical viewpoint of these are my skills this is what will complement my skills in the direction that I believe my life is going in. Yeah. People become shocked at the audacity. Why is it audacious for me to have a plan for my life? <laughs> I don't understand. How dare you? Like, it, no, it, it often is a how dare you. It's crazy. And that's that's what's upsetting. Mm. This idea that you have to almost really downplay who you are, yeah. what you've achieved, yeah. and actually what you contribute to society. Yeah. So that the opposite sex can feel better about themselves. Yeah. That's not what life's about. There's nothing wrong with having a standard, mm. right? And there's nothing, nobody's saying that this is us pushing down men. And yep. why is even, yeah, anyways, yeah, I'll just end it on that. That wouldn't even be a convert <laughs> in a lot of like men's circles not that i've been like listening i actually i have quite a few male friends in a lot of male circles it's not an issue to have a standard or a preference like right. it's only recently that these conversations have come to light and people are challenging each other yes. on these things but for men i think it's a lot easier to have standards yeah and high standards yeah it's a lot easier especially as it pertains to optically what does you know my partner look like right 
um, you know, what is her background and her education and like her career and stuff like that. Whereas with women, the moment that you have standards mm-hmm. or preferences, mm-hmm. suddenly it's a problem. Yeah. And like you're being picky yeah. or you're being frigid and you're being all sorts yeah. of ridiculous words. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm being practical. I yeah. have a plan for, as you said, I have a plan for my yeah. life. And giving someone the honor of entering your life should not be taken lightly. And a statement like that would even be seen as, who do you think you are? I think I'm a bad bee. There we go. <laughs> put it on a t-shirt, put it on a mug. I think I'm a bad bee. And it's it's okay. It it's shouldn't, because fine. this is what I was going to say. People project their insecurity onto you. Mm. If you already feel like you're not doing enough, seeing somebody who has done more than you yeah. i guess and more is a very relative term because some people will see the things we've done and think that's not that's not great yeah and so seeing somebody who you perceive has done more than you mm-hmm. and they're a woman Ugh. what that flags is that i don't want anyone to think i'm lazy yeah or that i'm not smart enough because yeah. if a woman can do it i should the actual audacity, audacity i didn't just walk into this i didn't just i grinded hard for this give me my accolades give me my flowers. you know and no it, it doesn't stop you from doing the same thing and i think oftentimes with this issue of submission being confused with inferiority mm. the idea is that you have to play it small mm. like you it it the dynamic works when you play it small. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I just need not you. Because, <laughs> we, no, because a lot of women are, co- we people believe that you should be desired by all men. For example, mm. when you see one of the most like powerful women in, I don't know, sport or whatever. Yeah. And some, any person from anywhere will come and be like, I wouldn't even want to date her and think that that is a taint. Like it taints her beauty. It taints her accomplishment. You have, you, you don't even have, you're not a mark on this person's record. It, it doesn't make, do you get what I mean? Those examples, like like for for example, you see it with like Serena Williams Mm. or, you know, early a couple years ago, she has all of these titles, all of these championships. And then a man from, do you even have bed sheets? We don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but like, any, and I'm just, this is not an insult to anyone, but in the sense that people who haven't even scratched near that, mm. because men hold power in this system that mm. we live in, mm. will be able to say, I don't find her attractive and think that that will discredit her entire life's work and accomplishments. Bruh. The entitlement to even give your opinion on who you find attractive in that space on a public forum in your burner account. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's audacious. My God. It's that absolute audacity. And you see it with, I mean, what's your thoughts on, on the narrative of the lonely boss, babe? If you make it in your career, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a man. Who said that? There we go. Who actually said that? Men. It's not, well, to be it's honest, not the, the lonely, women that nah, nah, first of all, <laughs> First of all, the type of man that I will have is not going to be amongst the ones that are perpetrating this narrative in the first Facts. place. It's just not and they exist and they exist. I think even that, like this whole idea that you know, being a entrepreneurial babe or any kind of ambitious woman that gets to the top of her career, it's always 
been seen that you are going to be lonely because you had to behave like a man to get to the top. That is not the case. And I understand why things like the boss babe has even come out to show that, oh yeah, you can balance femininity with entrepreneurship. Right. You can balance, you know, being a career babe with um, being, gentle you know, and meek being and- gentle and feminine and all these kind of things. And it's like, it's kind of frustrating that we even have to do that and yeah. go down this road purely because we associate getting to the top of your career or the top of your game with masculinity. Yeah. Even that is a problem. Like who, why are we not, why are we not problematizing right. this? Like I, like I've said, I desire marriage. I mm. desire to have a partner. I'm not like, you know, I won't die if I don't have a marriage or yeah. a partner. I won't die. I actually won't yeah. just drop down still and die. Be living I will still be alive. <laughs> and we, and I think that's why even having this conversation with you is so important because we get an opportunity to highlight that relationships and I mean romantic relationships are not the only pinnacles yes. of your life. Yes. You have relationships with your family. You have community relationships. You have relationships with your friends. Yeah. And it even is an important nod to the fact that for a lot of us, as you were saying earlier, Courtney, we make our lives revolve around this one person that we believe is going to fulfill us in every way, form, yeah. shape, everything. Yeah. And it's just so frustrating because... Life and its fullness cannot be experienced if you are tethered down and shackled by this unhealthy dependency on another person for your fulfillment. You will be bound and shackled and unhappy because human beings are by nature unfulfilling. They are imperfect. They are going to flop you. Whatever relationship, I don't care. He can be a billionaire. He can be the most, you know, broke man ever. He can be whatever he is. He is going to disappoint you. Likewise, whatever she is, she is going to disappoint you. If you find your fulfillment in romantic relationships, I guarantee you, you're going to end up the lonely one. Whether you're with the person or or not. not. Even if you're in a relationship with that person, you will end up lonely because your soul fulfillment comes from them. So it's not even a case of, oh, like the fear of being lonely and like, oh, getting up to, um, what do you call it? An age where like you're... No kids running around yeah. and no relationship. You should be far more concerned at the fact that your entire life is like wrapped around found, finding one unreal, perfect person this to fulfill it. you. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And like, I, there's just so much stuff to do in life. Yes. Life is long. Yeah. Life is long. You have so many experiences, so many relationships, so many things that you could be getting up to that being so unnecessarily wrapped up Mm. in these picture perfect relationships and i think kind of like commenting on social media as well right which feeds into this whole idea of relationship goals relationship goals my (laughs) foot you'll be saying relationship goals not knowing that that these people go behind closed doors to fight and like choke (laughs) each other choke each other headlock headlock (laughs) they'll be out here in the neat little captions are we grinded together not knowing that one is grinding the other's head into the ground wow you won't know wow it's the optic, the optics again. Yes. It's like, oh, this is my, oh, somebody that I'm trying to like be with, yeah. you know, that's my whatever. Like if your sole purpose and your sole focus is trying to get into a relationship to look good for Instagram, you shouldn't be in a relationship for the next two years. Cause that's not what a relationship is. And it, it will Say never it be. Again. It will it never again. be. Yeah. Like the most fulfilling relationships are the ones that test you, the ones that hurt you, the ones that grow you. Yeah. It's not the ones that have, 
capacity for a neat Instagram caption. There we go. That's not what this is. Yeah. And I think we need to get out of this idea of if I can't post it on Instagram, if I can't post it on Twitter, if I can't be posting, you know, my partner sending me flowers and stuff like that, then it's not a real relationship. Right. That's not the purpose of relationships. Relationships is really about, as you said, building, growing, understanding, getting to know that person as a human being. And one thing that when you were speaking on that, um, that came into my mind was, right. was one of my favorite quotes is <laughs> everybody is mad. <laughs> and when you get into a relationship, when you decide to get into one, you're, t- you're making a conscious decision to pick that brand of madness. Yes. <laughs> but you need to, un- the first thing you need to understand is that everybody is mad. Yeah. It's just the brand that different. Yeah. different. The intensity and the brand changes. <laughs> so you need to be willing to understand what is the brand and what is the intensity of the madness of that other person and are you willing to build with that person despite in spite of their madness yes because that's the thing like quickly everybody is mad say it again men and women are mad (laughs) people of all genders non-binary everything we're all crazy everybody has got problems yeah and Thinking of social media, listen, I'm veering way off here, but, <laughs> but thinking on. of things like social media feeding into that picture perfectness and mm. thing, making you believe that the next guy that comes into, even as women, yes. some of the unhealthy ideals that we hold towards men yes. as a result of these yes. images, or as a result of these like highlight rules is a problem. Yeah. And as you were saying about, you know, confronting these issues, um, being single yeah it's important to challenge yourself okay cool i want a guy that does x but why yes what is the reason behind oh i want a guy that makes x amount of money yes is it because you're actually actively looking for someone to build with or Mm -hmm. are you looking for someone to buy you birkin bags because there's a difference Mm. because just because he's making x amount of money doesn't mean he's going to be spending that money on your birkin bags thank you he might have a budget for dates. Like some of my closest male go. friends, I really respect them because they have, they budget for dates. Yep. They're not going to go, you know, over a certain spend because yep. they know they're building for the future. Yes. But you might come in with the mindset of if he's not spending on me, he's not a provider. Right. Not knowing that that's the logic that he's working yes. with. So what have we internalized as a result of our engagement with patriarchy that is fueling our own toxic relationships Entirely. and toxic ideals of men? Entirely. Like what? It's crazy it goes back to those those stereotypes and those um archetypes that have been built for us mm. that this is what a, a perfect relationship or a functional relationship looks like there is no such thing but i also think that there's another thing that goes back to what you were saying about being alone mm. and being lonely mm. i think above fearing and one thing i've learned during this like whole period of singleness is as i've learned more about how beautiful relationships can be, but also how powerful they can be. More than being scared of being lonely, I'm scared to get it wrong. Yes. Because growing up, you see, and just generally you can see now, open up a magazine and read the tabloids Mm. and, and what people are going through. If you get this wrong, it can shatter you. Yep. Forever. Yep. Like this isn't a, oh, we'll recover next week. Some people, because relationships are the most vulnerable you're going to be with somebody they have the opportunity to completely break you to pieces smithereens Mm -hmm. and what we need to be careful of is and this is not to say that is there a right 
if if you're scared of getting it wrong will you ever find the right thing but i think also there are there is wisdom there's smarts about it that allows you to pick somebody who you know won't do that to you or who you want to trust enough to not do that to you because being lonely it's it's not about being alone it's not about being lonely because like you said you have all these other relationships around you the issue is you don't want to get with the into the wrong thing because of that fear you don't want to be driven into love running away from fear that's not how you're going to enter anything functional you're going to enter something that feels comfortable Mm. at the time it's going to say all the right things it's going to look like the right thing but oftentimes burning houses don't look like they're burning from the outside Mm. they are burning from the inside out by the time you get into it and the doors have locked and they've jammed shut you're stuck in a burning house it's way too late and so it's important to really realize actually i'm gonna work on me and Mm. i'm gonna work on my perception of what i need and want in a partner yeah and where this is going so that i actually get this right not just for me but for my kids yeah for my society for my future what a lovely close out, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney for president. Um, we will be handing no. out some election ballots really soon after it is this. definitely President <laughs> Renee Kapuki to the world and back. Oh, no, that was awesome. Well, guys, unfortunately, that come that brings us to a close of this episode. Let us know what you think about marriage, <laughs> patriarchy and the dating scene. What are your experiences? We would love to hear them. And you can do this by adding us on Instagram at to my sisterhood. And you can also say hi to us personally on our pages at Courtney.Daniela and at Renee Kapuku. Or tweet us with the hashtag to my sisters and join the sisterhood by signing up for our weekly newsletter so we can grow and glow together. We'll talk to you very soon and remember, keep glowing and growing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.